Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We are actually on location today. We are in Baltimore. Did the drive down this morning, Mike, which actually wasn't too wasn't bad of a bad drive. At all. We left we left HQ around 6.15. We were down here by 10 o'clock. Yep. And the reason we're down here, we're at the Five Iron location, and we're with Matt Decker. Matt, first of all, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you. And, and why we want to talk to you today is we actually just wrapped up a fitting for Jeremy. Jeremy, who is our intern and also producer of the Inside the Leather podcast. And can you believe it? You know, Mike, we've played with Jeremy a few times. He's never been fit for golf clubs before. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It is. But I, I liked being here and going through that experience mm-hmm. because it allowed us to, in a way, kind of relive our own first fitting, which is actually not that long ago. No, two years, right? It was about two years two ago. Two years ago, we did the full bag. And I was super excited for him coming down here because I remember how giddy we were, you know, leaving all the information we absorbed mm-hmm. and everything we learned about our golf game that we didn't know. Right. Off the rack purchasers without oh, knowing yeah. anything. Right. And and since then, we've learned a lot about the fitting process. We've we've heard from a lot of you guys, listeners out there who've asked the questions. We've done some Q&A sections, se- actual whole podcast sessions on it because it, it is such an important topic. Um, but I also still think that it's something that's very new to a lot of golfers. I still think that the majority of golfers are still buying off the rack. And you're really, in a lot of ways, as far as the experience we've had and experience that Jeremy we saw having today, you're leaving a lot on the table when you do that. So first, Matt, let's talk a little bit about 5-iron to start with. And then okay. I want to talk about your own personal background with fitting. 5-iron, yeah. uh, we've had a, plenty of fun at 5-iron locations, mm-hmm. right? Great food, simulators, just beautiful locations. Um, but I think a thing that a lot of people don't know is that you also have state-of-the-art, top-class fitting capabilities here. So tell us about the fitting lab. Yeah, so our new um, – the fitting lab is newer than 5-Iron, obviously. Um, the, three is new, the three newest locations, Philly, Baltimore, and Chicago, are going to be the locations that have the fitting lab right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're still growing and you know adding locations to other places, but um, we thought it was important to kind of delve into that, you know, that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came along, uh, I worked with Chris White, who's our CEO. Uh, he does a really good job of like, you know, bringing brands in, um, organizing me. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously down here, I'm building and fitting the players in Baltimore. Um, but we do have fitters in Chicago and Philly that are golf professionals that, you know, have knowledge of the golf swing, but also the, you know, the fitting side of things. So, you know, we thought it was important to have that um, kind of offering. And then, yeah, we just keep growing. Yeah, and when you, you first get hit with it when you first walk in the door and you see that huge just rack of shafts and heads and yep. stuff like that. So for you as a fitter, uh, what's it like to have those kind of resources at your fingertips? Even you have your own building facility here where you're able to build clubs. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, you know, I've obviously fit before. I've always fit the, you know, the fitting carts. I've been at country clubs before this. So, um, you know, you're kind of exposed to the whatever offerings the the companies are going to give you, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And it, you know, you can get pretty in depth with those, but having the system we have universal fittings for the woods, um, we can get a little bit more custom, I mm-hmm. guess you can say, um, a lot more offerings as far as shafts go. And yeah, the build shop is great. Um, so it's not just relying on those companies to, you know, build the custom clubs for us. We can kind of do club repair, but at the same time when we're doing the custom builds, we can really, you know, make that club custom for, you know, every golfer. Absolutely. And how many, how many brands do you have access to now here? So we have, uh, as far as like club manufacturers go, I think we have five now. And then shaft companies, we have 
you know, I mean, we have over a hundred wood shafts, but um, I would say we have at least 10 shaft companies we work with. Wow. Wow. And you, and obviously, I mean, we know the answer because we saw you do it with Jeremy, but you guys do full bag fittings. Yeah. Yeah, so, so all the way through the bag. Yeah, but we'll fit, you know, one club if we need to. We'll fit the whole bag. Um, like we saw, we kind of will break that up sometimes to make sure that, you know, we're getting quality swings. Yes. It's obviously a lot of swings. You guys know. Yeah, we um, do. So we'll break that up sometimes. But, yeah, for the most part, we'll, you know, we can offer anything. Okay. And speaking, like, kind of more in generalities, fittings, if people come to you for a fitting, um, do you like to start with one area of the bag? Do you feel like there's something that they're going to have the, like kind of low hanging fruit, the most gains? Like, let's say you yeah. take Jeremy as our example. If he was to come to you first time fit and just wanted to key in on one area, yeah. is it driver? Is it putter? Is it, you know, wedges? What's, what's your philosophy? Yeah, if someone comes in and doesn't know, um, like offhand what they want, but mm-hmm. they know they need something, um, then I would probably have them hit, you know, hit a few different clubs. We would talk kind of through their game, whether it's, you know, their scores are higher because their drivers, you know, out of bounds mm-hmm. three times around. Then yeah, we might look at driver. If it's consi- you know, hitting greens, we might look at the irons to see, you know, are they launching it too low or it's running off the green or, you know, is the shaft wrong and they're, you know, inconsistent because of that. Um, so we'll, you know, at that point we would kind of assess it that way. When people come in for, you know, a full bag fitting and they just want everything new, mm-hmm. I tend to start with irons cause that's, you know, going to be the bulk of the bag that's the foundation to me. And then, you know, we'll go to driver cause that's the high side. You're going to hit that, you know, majority of the holes and then the gapping clubs, the hybrids, the ferro woods, the wedges, those we'll kind of finish up with. That makes a lot of sense. And is it, does it occur sometimes that you end up not putting someone into new equipment and just, can you work with what they have? Can you change shafts, uh, bend loft and lie? Is there, is there stuff like that that you can do as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, I would say if you have clubs within the last, you know, couple of years, obviously technology is going to change. But mm-hmm. in some cases, if you get like that really hot driver or, you know, a good set of irons that are pretty close to you, um, you know, we might not, it might not be worth it to pay for the full set of irons. So we might yeah. bend loft and lie. We might change lengths, shafts. Um, but we play that game of if you're going to change a full set of shafts out of your irons, like does the cost of those irons and the service of changing those irons and new grips, does that cost kind of bump up to how much you have invested in the clubs already Mm -hmm, where, mm -hmm. you know, you sell those irons and buy a new set that's already custom built to you for, you know, a little bit more and you're getting brand new golf clubs. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to work within the budget people are giving us and we, we're not trying to, you know, upsell for the most part, anything that's, you know, doesn't need to be resold. So if it is just lying or loft, there's no purpose to get new, you know, new irons so gotcha i was super impressed matt with just sitting and watching you fit jeremy just those couple hours watching um the the level of detail of the way you 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 change out all of those different parts the shafts the head and then you start narrowing it down and you kept telling jeremy just relaying to him being the customer in this situation saying here's where we're at we've eliminated this one this one obviously didn't do well for you so now we're just down to these two with these three heads boom we kicked out this head and it was cool to watch that and i want to ask you as a from a as a fitter do you get giddy when someone comes in who's never been fitted before cuz you know you can really hone in and make this golfer much much better yeah the the new fitter like that experience is obviously kind of eye-opening to people um now with jeremy you know he hits it pretty far so it's not like we're gonna have him start hitting at 400 yards um unless we gain a bunch of weight and win the u.s open but (laughs) right Right. you know for him it's you know that dispersion comes down yes a lot of times when you have a player who has really old irons or like hand-me-down irons or you know hasn't been fit before 
when you get into the right iron and the right shaft, a lot of times shaft weight, if you have an older player or younger player, um, and you see that huge, like eye opening moment of like, wow, that just went yeah. 40 yards mm-hmm. further. That's a, uh, yeah, kind of a rewarding. Right. Yeah. I feeling. Yeah. And I, I think distance doesn't have to be the only thing that's the eye popping moment. No. It's that dispersion. No. So for example, I mean, we were talking to Jeremy through it and you guys will see the video. We also did a whole video kind of sequence of this taking us through the, the series, but um, things like lie angle, yeah. uh, things like the shaft and, and just starting to see being able to correct some of his misses. And I think one thing that we, we heard Jeremy talking about there was he was saying that he was surprised if you just kind of like letting go of the idea of like, it's okay to miss because you're also fitting him for that. Yeah. So in a way you're making him a better golfer through just the equipment. So can you kind of talk a little bit about that, especially that, that lie angle yeah. really kind of opened my eyes. Yeah. So that's the, you know, when you're getting club fit, the distance thing is the big marketing tool for most right. companies, but it really isn't distance for, most, for the most part. Um, that lie angle is such a subtle thing, but it mm-hmm. can change, you know, the direction of the golf ball so quickly. Um, so as the kind of lead fitter here, but also as an instructor, you know, playing both sides of that i'll see that in the you know if i have a lesson and the ball is leaking to the right just like jeremy's ball was you know as the fitter in me i'll immediately check their line angle Mm -hmm. but you know even though that's not necessarily part of the lesson if we're working on trying to correct their ball flight and their ball is leaking to the right and their line angles you know three or four degrees too flat and their swing is okay but their line is just wrong right it's not like I don't want to fix their golf swing, mm-hmm. but their golf swing might not, that might not be the issue. That just might be a club thing. So mm-hmm. being, you know, all the lead fitters in all the locations, being an instructor and a golf professional first, and then a club fitter on the other side of the coin, that, you know, is a huge help to both sides of it because, you know, that little tweak, you know, might incite that person to then look into the rest of their bag. So it might generate interest in the club fitting side of things just from the lesson, but it mm-hmm. also is going to fix their golf game yeah. from the golf club gotcha and that that's actually that's a perfect place to pause in a second i want to talk to you about the instructional part of it as well because obviously we're talking a lot about fitting today but there's there's an instructional component so let's just do a quick break do a word from our sponsors then we're going to come right back and talk about that Hey guys, we want to thank Titleist from the tour's best to the best in your foursome. The Titleist T-Series irons are designed to help discerning players at every level go lower than ever before. From the Precision T100, the Distance T200s, and the Forgiveness of the T300, the T-Series is for players who know the difference between wishing you could and knowing you can. And speaking about fittings, Mike, we did our fitting for the T-Series irons. I ended up with a mixed bag of the T200 and the T300s. Absolutely loving them. Forgiveness where I need it, power where I need it. It's all there. So visit Titleist.com to learn more about the T-Series irons today. We're going to just do the sh- uh, reads and then... Guys, this episode is brought to you by ShotScope, the all-in-one GPS and stat tracking watch. Watch, guys, it's so hot, sold out, but you can pre-order it. They are coming now. It is October, which means the pre-order is now in. Hopefully you got it, but if not, you might have to wait a little longer, but check it out. Visit ShotScope.com slash Golficity. Guys, if you don't know what it is, it's a GPS watch with laser-like GPS and stat tracking so you can improve and enjoy your game. Guys, you're going to be rewarded with loads of stats of your golf game. You're going to find your strengths, your weaknesses, and even look back on some of those pretty shots you stuck one, one or two feet to the uh, close to the pin. 
You know, we love looking back on those, especially when you're out there. We've got that ace on it. I want to know if anyone's got an ace on a shot scope. Let us know. But yeah, guys, again, visit shotscope.com. Order yourself the best GPS watch that you can buy. And lastly, just want to thank Footjoy. It's getting colder, Frank. You know what that means. Outerwear, right? So Footjoy, the number number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. So new to the Footjoy outerwear lineup, guys, listen up. It's the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions made specifically for golf with the material that is quiet, comfortable, waterproof. It moves with you during the swing, which is very important. The Hydro Tour will keep you warm and dry whether you're playing in the northeast or the northern coast of Scotland, which we've been in. Mm -hmm. So Hydro Tour, check it out. All the features patented new dry seal collar, which is double. It's a double collar that moves the water away from the back of the neck not down it. Interesting. What's worse than getting that water about the yeah, back it's of horrible. the neck? Nothing. No matter how hard the rain is coming down, I'd love to hear that. So play more this year and play better. It's important. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at footjoy.com slash MEDP for Make Every Day Playable. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's get back to our interview. All right, so where we left off, we were talking about also the instruction. So something we haven't mentioned yet, Another thing that, honestly, prior to a lot of this experience, I hadn't thought of five iron for is also instruction. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about what you offer in that regard. But when you're going through a, a fitting like that, how much of it is fitting the player for where they are now versus the instruction piece? Is there is there some discussion there where you is, is if someone's working on their swing, maybe we wait for the fitting? Do they go hand in hand? What's your philosophy? Yeah, so there's a couple you know, the, do I wait to get fit until I fix my golf game question comes right. up all the time, which your golf game is never truly fixed. Yeah. And I'll, <laughs> I, I kind of make the joke of if you wait to get fix your golf swing, I'll never see you. Right. Um, because obviously like the golf swing is an ever changing, you know, thing. You're yep. never look at Tiger Woods. He's changed his swing coach how many times. And you know, he's always searching for the, the swing fix. So, um, as long as you can make consistent contact, I think you're, eligible to get fit Mm -hmm. um obviously you know if you have a miss it's going to be in your golf game too it's not just when you're getting fit so you know we can fit to fix that a little bit Mm -hmm. it really depends on that pre-shot interview so the pre-fitting interview um so if your goal is to get better and you're going to take lessons and you know grow into it Mm -hmm. then we when we fit the club i'm not going to fit you for a driver that's a band-aid that's going to fix you right now but then if you do fix your golf swing it's going to be you know a hook machine if you're slicing right? right so it's that pre-fitting interview is super important because you want to establish what they're going to do going forward so that way you can fit them for that growth. So gotcha. I, that's the one thing I've kind of worked on and like through experience have gotten good at is fitting that person into something that will work right now and look mm-hmm. good right now. But then as you grow, it's not gonna, you're not going to grow out of it. You're going to grow into it better. Makes so if sense. you are someone who launches it low because your angle attacks down on it, I'm not going to sell you a 12 degree driver that if you fixed your golf swing, you're going to hit it to the moon. Right, right. You know, we might sell you the nine degree driver and bump it up for now where you're going to hit a little lower than, you know, ideal. But as you improve that golf swing, that driver is going to get better with you. Gotcha. And that would kind of be the ideal scenario. Ideal scenario would be with someone is working with you both from a lesson standpoint and the fitting. Yeah. So you're aware of that. But if someone does, if someone comes to you and they're working with a different coach, you're, it's just basically that interview process yeah. talking about it and yeah. seeing what their goals are and seeing what they're working on yeah that makes and sense. It, being both uh 
sometimes it takes, you know, sometimes there is a swing flaw that can be fixed pretty quick. I try to take the swing numbers off the screen when we're fitting so that people aren't seeing that. Cause mm -hmm. if you have somebody that's working on their game and they see their path is, you know, X and they're working on that, then the rest of that fitting, they're trying to fix their path while they're, you know, yeah. all I want is mm -hmm. center contact really. So we try to keep them separated, but at the same time, if there's something, you know, a grip, the change or, you know, a little bit of a path thing and we can fix it pretty quick, that might help the fitting. Um, mm -hmm. It's a challenging game to play though, because, you know, if you give them something to think about and then they're, you know, hitting it bad, you know, maybe we do a fitting a different day or something like that. But if it's something that's going to prevent the fitting from being kind of realistic, then, you know, we would obviously work on that. But. Gotcha. So that's the stuff, that's the relationship driven stuff where you're kind of what you're looking for, yeah. and you know, gotcha. And then we, you know, you just had mentioned one of, I think the excuses or hurdles that people use to getting fit is, is the saying, I want to fix my swing. Another big one, which we touched on just a little bit earlier budget, yeah. right? So you said something in Jeremy's fitting that I've heard a lot of great fitters say, which is let's first talk about budget. And I, you know, I've got my own thoughts on it and why, and I think it's a terrific thing, but I want to get your philosophy. What, why is it that it's so important to understand, you know, someone, one of your clients who you're working with their budget before the fitting? Starts? Yeah. So, you know, if you apply that budget to the end of the fitting and I fit you based on our wall downstairs, I mean, there's combinations downstairs. You can get a driver that's over a thousand dollars. So if your budget's 500 and we don't talk about that up right up front and I give you a thousand dollar driver that's fit optimally to you, right. you're probably not going to buy that driver. So we just spent, you know, an hour fitting a driver that mm -hmm. you're not going to buy. And then you're kind of still at square one. You have no answer. And we're both just kind of standing there. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's super important to like get that budget know that there might be some flexibility in that budget so that we are not putting an option in your hand that's not realistic. Right. Um, now, yet, you know, a more expensive shaft or head might be better. Mm -hmm. But if it's not realistic to your budget, then what does that help anybody? Right. So um, getting that budget question out of the way, because it is, you know, at the end of the fitting, if if you've doubled that budget or something, it's a very uncomfortable conversation. So of course. I try to get that out of the way very early um, and then explain to them, you know, here's the shafts we can work with in the budget and then we'll go, you know, a little bit more so you can kind of see that quality, see, you know, what these shafts offer. And if we do see that big improvement, that's a thought, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you have a driver for five, 10 years, which a lot of people do, mm -hmm. um, you know, that extra hundred dollars over that time right. really isn't a big deal up front. It seems like that sticker shot kind of thing. Um, but if we just kind of expand that budget a little bit and you do see that improvement, if you don't see the improvement, obviously then we, Right, right, but if right. you do see that improvement, then, you know, we kept that conversation. Yeah. My, my own thought on it is I think that as we're seeing more and more facilities like you have here at five iron that are going through what I would call a true fitting experience, I think it's turning a corner where more and more of your average golfers are becoming aware of how that process works. I believe that part of it would be maybe not the most savory, um, fittings that have happened in some big box stores and people like that where when they think if your first question you get asked is budget it's a sales tool is yep. what they think well i'm just going to fit to the guy to the whatever the most expensive thing but the reality is that budget is such an important number because there are so many different combinations as you said the the best the very best there could be you know with this the, the smallest tolerances they can be very expensive but it doesn't mean they can't see significant gains still within their budget no. we looked at it and we talked about it between the shaft options the weighting options the hosel adjustments the heads that you have i mean it would almost be impossible to calculate the number 
of yeah, different combinations. Nope. I know. I mean, we're talking in the hundreds of thousands. Need a spreadsheet for that. I right. Think. Yeah. That's that's way beyond me, especially after a four hour drive right. to do that calculation. So what I'm saying is, at, at least something that I've I've learned is that the question is asked not as a sales tool. The question is asked to know, okay, what parameters can we work with? Yeah. But there's still so many parameters. Yeah, it's almost backwards of the sales tool. Yeah. For us, it's it's what it's getting rid of the uncomfortable feeling. So like, it's not, okay, well that's our max. That's where we're going to go to. It's really deleting the ones that are over the max so that we know that we're going to work underneath it. Yeah. When you find a shaft that works, I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter what, how much you pay for it. If we find the shaft that works, I don't care if it's, you know, a $50 shaft or a $200 shaft. It's the, that fitting and that experience for that person of like getting the right one. That's way more important than, you know, a hundred dollar sure. shaft. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's just it. Like I said, even in those price ranges that even if eliminating the top end of the price range, I guess the most important thing that I've learned from this is that there are still just so many options. Yeah. There's so many different things. So kind of just talking about some of those different options. What, what is it ultimately? One of the, what are the main keys and takeaways that you use during a fitting to optimize? We talked about optimizing. Um, what what is and if this is speaking to somebody from some our newer listeners who don't necessarily know the different components of the the club and what you can do with them, what are you really doing when you're looking at shaft when you're looking no. at you know that type of stuff? So I think shaft is overlooked by a lot of people. I think we talked about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. when people talk about getting fit, a lot of time it's length and lie that they're talking about. Right, or, right. You know, they're not really looking at they don't really know the shaft makes a huge difference. Um, so for me, the first thing we look at is shaft profile. It might not be the exact shaft, but we'll get down to a kind of a profile and a weight mm-hmm. to narrow that down. Cause again, there's, you know, hundreds of shafts. Yeah. Um, once you get that profile and that's all dependent on that person's swing. So it's not, you know, I hit the ball 200 yards with a seven iron. Like I can't just plug and play a shaft in there. Yeah. So we have to get that profile. We narrow it down the shaft and then we can kind of bump through the heads and then the heads, obviously there's a ton of options. We kind of start, with that pre-fitting interview again and we talk about what they want to look at what they performance wise what they want you know game improvement players irons blades that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then we so that narrows that down and then once we kind of have that small window of options then we can really start so gotcha talk about uncomfortable conversations do you get the guys who come in they want like the pretty blades and you just got to do the gentle nudge if (laughs) if their game's not there um I'll definitely gentle nudge. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll sell whatever they want to them. Right. Um, if they're like dead set on it, I mean, I'm not going sure. to tell them to walk out the door. Um, but it is, I mean, if I sell you a set of blades and you go out and expect them to work and I, I suggested that they're not going to work, right? you know, it's, that's a very uncomfortable conversation of like, hey, these aren't working. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, I know <laughs> right. they weren't working when we fit right, them. Right. Um, but like, yeah. I can't keep you from buying yeah. them. But, but like I said, you know, the track man, that optimizer we were talking about, you know, that helps in some regards because yeah. it gives the science behind it, not mm-hmm. like my opinion. Because right. a lot of times it's really not my opinion that like, again, I think look is a very important thing, mm-hmm. which performance sometimes doesn't match up to the look. So there are those times that people want to look down at something else. And I, you know, I do understand that. So. A lot of times the science, as long as I have that backing and I yes. don't have to 
bring my opinion into it. I think it's a little bit better, but yeah, it's still. I think yeah. one of the easiest visuals is when you were popping on the screen on with the Trackman and you would could overlay the different shaft and head combinations yeah. and it was just right there. Yeah. So, and I think even oh, that helps with the decision-making process, but from my standpoint of someone who's been fit before, it's been a confidence builder when I have the synergy of the fitter's experience saying he or she feels like it's right, yeah. but then having the the data and the technology in front of me also, you know, backing that claim up. At yeah. that point, I think that's the magic formula that clicks and says, okay, now I, I really feel like I have the confidence. Yeah. And that's, you know, what TrackMan provides is, you know, the, it's like a security blanket. It's, I mean, it's giving you that data. It's reassuring the customer. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of good fitters, you could be outside with no technology and see the ball flight and right. know that that's the right one. Um, I mean, you can hear it a lot of times off the face, like just know you're hitting that one better. Um, but that track man numbers obviously is like the reassurance of like, this is exactly what we want to look for. And mm -hmm. this is exactly what we're getting. So when we see that tied into the feeling of the swing and the sound of it, mm -hmm. that's like, you know, just making it all in one for sure and you talked about outside but one of the benefits of fitting inside is that you guys have and, and we've we've talked about this a little bit before mike they've got the expanded hours here so i think a big thing for a lot of people you know we don't have the time to take off of work for a fitting yeah. so talk a little bit about five iron and, and when you do your your fittings and lessons and things like that yeah so we're open uh typically 6 a.m on the weekdays to 10 p.m and then the weekends 8 a.m to 11 p.m so we have, you know, a wide range of hours. Now, the teachers aren't necessarily here all the time. Right. I'm not here all the time. But um, with that said, if there is ever a time that, you know, my schedule doesn't match up to somebody wanting a fitting, mm -hmm. if it's just one fitting or, you know, a couple fittings or whatever, we can always, like, work around that. The Comedy. facility being open so many hours, like, really just frees us up for that. And then the other part of like being indoor against outdoor, because I do get that question all the time of like turf interaction. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, like our mats are pretty realistic. So if you hit off of them, like, you know, and mm -hmm. TrackMan knows when you don't hit it good. Yeah. And it's going to show those numbers, but also it keeps it consistent. So like, you know, unless you're at a really premium facility, that mm -hmm. turf is not a fairway turf. You know, you might just be hitting off long or mowed grass. So hitting it off the mats, it just keeps everything so consistent so that you know exactly what you're getting. There's no question on lie. There's no question on, you know, wind, right. elevation, none mm -hmm. of that. It's all consistent. And that's where it helps when the player knows their game a bit, too. I, I saw you asking Jeremy things like, you know, what does your divot look like when you're out there, especially fitting for the wedges? Um, I thought it was funny when Jeremy, when you brought out the lie board and he's never seen one before, and he said, what is this? So you still have those tools at, at, you know, at your disposal as well. I thought that lie board was a really yeah, cool thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you like, know? I mean, the most simple piece of technology. Yeah. But it is, I mean. Just taping a board. Yeah. And yeah, but it works super easy. Yeah. And as long as, you know, there are people and swing types that will kind of fake that board out. Like if you have a super across the line swing or something, you can really like fake it out because your club is hitting differently. Um, but that's why we look at that on top of the, you know, the ball flight numbers. So for Jeremy, you know, he was hitting it off the toe on the tape and then the ball was going right. So those things kind of match up to tell me that, yeah, that line will need to go a little more upright. Right. Plus your experience in your eye. I yeah. mean, if someone was that far off that they were confusing the board, you would yeah. see it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, but I any, thought that was, I'm mean, that lie angle thing. That really was what impressed me too, because it's almost like, I mean, every golfer knows what it's like to hit off of like a downhill lie, like a sloping line. You know, you got to aim a little further left for a right. Cause it's going to move yep. right. 
But then you think, what if it was like that every single time because the club was exactly. naturally like, yep. same exact thing, right? So it's almost like it's like the taking the club and flattening out your right. lie for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if that doesn't show you how a, a good fitting can improve your game, I don't know what does. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, you throw so much stuff. All fitters throw so much stuff at a fitting. It's sometimes hard to digest. No, you know, and sometimes I walk out of there just not remembering half of it. Thankfully, we video a lot of it, so I'm able to go back and watch it. Right, right. But uh, but a lot of the stuff now, this is a position that I've never been in watching someone else get fitted. So I was able to learn a lot more today, yeah. like that stuff. So it was great. Yeah, you definitely absorb because there is just so much information. Mm-hmm. So as part of that, do you usually uh, recommend that people break that fitting up instead of doing the full bag? Yeah, if it's full bag, you know, you obviously get to a point where the swings are going to be, the quality is gone. Yeah, so, right, right. You know, like we saw with Jeremy, 100 swings for the irons. You know, that's two or three rounds at golf. And then you get into driver. Um, Luckily, he's young. Yeah, then you're swinging, you know, really hard for 100 more swings. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, it's you start seeing it. I mean, it's pretty evident when, you know, guys start hitting it all over the place. And, like, you can just tell they're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually then we'll kind of tap out and we'll, you know, reschedule a second fitting. I like to separate them anyway because, you know, we're fitting off seven irons for the most part with the with the irons. So that longest club and that shortest club, you know, if we can mm-hmm. wait long enough to get those clubs in and then hit that longest club and short, shortest club, mm. then we can really gap off of knowing it instead of like guessing kind right. of. Um, so, you know, we hit that last wedge, we hit that longest iron, you know, then we know exactly what that next club needs to be either way on the bag. Gotcha. What is that typical? I mean, obviously there's outside typicals, but there's some exotic shafts and things yeah. like that. But within the typical range, someone comes and gets fit, let's say for an iron set. How long does it usually take for that to come from the manufacturer, comes into you, you check yeah. the specs? And- so in a you know perfect world, we quote about seven to 10 business days. Okay. Um, now, obviously there's back orders that happen and you know supply chain issues. Especially and all this things. year. Yeah, this year it's yeah. been the worst of it. Um, but typically seven to 10 business days. And that's the thing is like if I place, you know, say 30 orders in a month, maybe one or two of those have an issue mm-hmm. out of a typical time. And this year, all 30 have an issue. Yeah. So it's that's really the, been the big change. But the um, that's kind of why we're moving more towards the, the building everything in-house process because we can keep that inventory and not have to worry about the supply chain issues as much. Um, but yeah, 7 to 10 business days is typical. Uh, most things come that time and the build shop stuff i can turn it around pretty quick i mean yeah you know the glue dries in 24 hours but for the most part i can have it built otherwise so that's pretty good that's pretty good um so you are you are moving towards building everything in house yeah yeah so right now we're kind of a hybrid system so we build all the woods universal or yeah fit them universally and then build them in house Mm -hmm. um the irons we still work through the oems as we kind of grow and continue to grow we're going to move more towards that um Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of build more in-house but we you know it's a big big jump to start building you know full sets of irons and from all the manufacturers and all the shafts and all that stuff so right now we kind of are a hybrid system and use the oem still um for some builds and then we build most of the woods in-house gotcha gotcha and and one of the questions i had for you is we obviously approached this today from someone who's being fit for the first time but for our listeners who have been fit before what are some of the keys that you find, even from an instructional standpoint, that are the triggers that people should look for that it's time to get fit again? Is it just an X amount of time? Is it that changes happened in their swing? What is it that should trigger them to say, hey, it's time to take a look at this? Yeah, I mean, time is definitely an element. I mean, technology does, whether or not you see the improvements, mm-hmm. something is changing in the clubs every year. I mean, 
they're not just changing paint schemes and that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, you can always look, see what's mm-hmm. out there. But if you start noticing like wear marks, you know, grips every year, you should really be doing. Yeah. But like, you know, I get people all the time bringing grips. Their thumbprint is like in the groove of the <laughs> grip. Um, or like their irons, you know, have a wear mark in the middle of the face or somewhere on the face. Um, Hopefully the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but if you start seeing like noticeable wear, I would say it's, probably start time to look Mm -hmm. um if you change your golf swing that might you know swing speed is a big one if you if you've been fit before and then change your golf swing and you either go up or go down with age or you know technique Mm -hmm. um you know those shafts might perform differently than they did when you got fit um even just the shaft profile i mean if um the first time i was fitted um was at west hills actually Mm -hmm. but i was getting hitting a demo driver and I had this shaft. I really liked it. And I was hitting great. And then I got it in, I couldn't hit it. And I talked to the pro there and I was like, why can't I hit this? And he goes, well, when you were tra- demoing it, you were sliding and you were taking loft off the driver. So you needed that shaft to get the ball up airborne. Mm-hmm. And then that, then I stopped sliding and then I was hitting it to the moon. So swing changes like that, even in the smallest, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you start noticing it works with most clubs and then one club starts working differently, mm-hmm. you know, that might be that shaft might have a, profile that's kind of changed on you so well there too it highlights kind of another benefit of, of working with someone who can be also from an instructional standpoint and a fitting standpoint because yeah. even if you don't notice it maybe the instructor notices yeah. it says hey let's take a look at this like that yeah. that example you mentioned before so even more specifically um if people are interested in working with you in baltimore area yeah. uh or i know five iron is is rapidly expanding we're seeing more and more locations pop up uh what's the best way for them to find out more information about how they can Work with five yeah, iron. so fiveirongolf.com. Um, you can book book uh, lessons there. You can book the simulator time there. Um, you can find all the instructor profiles on there, uh, and then that will bring you right to the Fitting Lab website, fittinglab.com. Um, and you can you know book on there as well. You can shoot me an email. You can shoot any of the instructors' emails. We're all you know raring to answer. So um, yeah, and and I would imagine it's been a pretty busy year for you. Yeah, so I've been um, very busy. Uh, once everybody started golfing and golf rounds are up like crazy, crazy I've had uh, a lot of bookings for lessons and fittings. Normally this time of year, it starts to slow down a little bit cause it's obviously the end of the cycle for a lot of clubs and stuff. Um, but I, we really haven't seen the slowdown as much. Yep, I think right. it's just, a people know, are just excited people to are keep going for a while as much yeah. as they can. Yeah, so that abbreviated beginning was yeah, really, that's so that's really it. By the way, you got to tell the chef food was amazing today. Yeah. The vibe here is amazing. For those who've never been to a five iron, I mean, I love the vibe. Is the sports life coming back a little bit? You see, in Sunday football starting to pick up back here. Yeah, so it's weird. Baltimore, we last winter didn't really see. We were brand new at that point, right. but didn't really see the Sunday thing. I think now that there aren't stadiums, um, we will see that. Um, so that'll be interesting to see as like kind of we you know really start reopening and getting the hours back but um but yeah it's a great place to like hang out and watch sports it really Obviously, is we've got yeah tvs everywhere and hit balls and watch what's football, better so, than that yeah. what's better than that and we've i got, want to take the track man combine one day yeah we got tons of beer yeah, that's so. what i want to do yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of swings yes yeah. <laughs> i bet well, that's terrific. Listen, I, I, we appreciate your time. Soup the nuts today. I know it's been a long day, like I said, going through a full bag fitting with Jeremy. But um, just, again, it's it's always, I feel like there's never, as for as much fitting different experiences that we've had, Mike, over the last two years, there's never been one that I've walked away without learning something completely new. No. Uh, and that, I think, is just shows how much goes into the fitting and yep. how many different things, especially how contingent it is upon 
the golfer himself. Golfers are so different. Every one of us swings different. You and I, we learned something when it's our own swings, and now we introduce Jeremy, and it's something different. And um, so, again, it's just been it's been a terrific experience. We've learned a whole lot. So uh, we appreciate all your time today. Yeah. We appreciate you sitting down and answering all of our questions. It's really been an eye-opening experience. Yeah, it's great having you guys here. Yeah. So thanks again. And uh, we will put all of the links for five iron golf and everything. So you can get in touch with Matt or, or your, your local five iron. We'll put all those in the show notes. So you guys can click that there and check that out. Uh, big thanks again to five iron for hosting us. And Matt, thank you for, yeah. for working with thanks us. Today. It was great. Out. It's great. All right, guys, we will uh, see everybody again next week. Like I said, get those show notes. You can get them in the golficity app uh, or at golficity.com. And hopefully you get a chance to check out a five iron location near you. And we'll see you again real soon. 